This is Colin Stark, and this is my podcast, Today in the World. So today, I will try to be explaining what groups, racial and economic, currently have the most power in America. Before we get into it, though, I have some key terms to define. So we will be looking at social power, and social power is a form of power found in society and within politics. We will be looking at physical power, which relies upon strength to force another person to act. And we will be looking at societal power, which is found within the rules of society and laws of the land. We, all, we will also be looking at terms like disadvantage group, which means a group of people in vulnerable situations, including people experiencing or at risk of poverty, social exclusion or discrimita- discrimination in its multiple dimension. We will also be looking at oppression, which is the unjust treatment or control over someone in a different ethnic, social, or economic group than you. And we will also be looking at systemic racism, which is a form of racism that is deeply rooted in laws and regulations of a society or an organization. Before we get into our main topic today, we need to answer the question. How do systems of power and privilege impact your daily life? Well, I feel like I might have more power and privilege than maybe others. I feel like due to certain systems of power, I might have greater access to some some social and even political benefits. I also feel like I'm privileged because... My, I live in a relatively wealthy home, and I live in a well, relatively stable home, which is what, other, what some other people don't have access to. Our first case example we'll be looking at today to try to answer our question is wealth in big cities in America, specifically Los Angeles, California in 2013. In 2013, white households in Los Angeles had a median net worth of $355,000. In comparison, Mexican households in Los Angeles had 3500 and black Americans had $4,000. Japanese households had the highest amount in Los Angeles with 592000 while Indians had the second highest with 460000 and Chinese American Chinese people living in Los Angeles had a median net worth of $408,200. Other racial and ethnic groups had a much lower median wealth 
than white households. Uh, African households had $72,000, and other Latinos had $42,500, while Koreans had $23,400. And Vietnamese households had a median net worth of $61,500. Black Americans also have 1% of the wealth white Americans have, while Koreans hold 7% of the wealth white Americans have, and other Latinos have 12%, and Vietnamese people in Los Angeles have 17% of the wealth a white household holds. Mostly white business owners in Los Angeles are the privileged class living in Los Angeles. Many of these business owners are quite exploitative of the bus- of the working class and also this is especially true with banking as only 18% of africans in los angeles 21% or 7% of mexicans in los angeles and 7.3% of other latinos Are the percent of group is the percent of owned stocks, mutual funds, and other investments and trusts in Los Angeles. These groups have a much harder time than than white families do trying to get these things from banks. Although the percentage of Chinese, Japanese, and Indian households have these types of financial assets way higher than compared to white people in Los Angeles. Japanese have 48%. The next case example we will be looking at is power in the housing market and specifically redlining in a county in Indiana called Marion County. So in the 1930s, redlining was when the federal government had surveyors that were grading neighborhoods across 239 cities, and they were color-coding them green for best and blue for still desirable. They'd color the city yellow if it was definitely declining and red for hazardous. Local lenders also considered areas that were redlined areas to be a credit risk, and in all of them, loans were nearly impossible to come by. This was the case in Marion County. As the cities, as the areas of Marion County with a higher minority population were often placed near sewers that would often overflow. These areas also had a higher amount of pollution, causing the life expectancy to to be much lower in these neighborhoods. The northern border of Marion County, a mostly white area in the county, had roughly a 326,000 median income. Compare this to the minority 
area of the Riverside community in the county, which lived a completely different reality. Its average property value is $25,000, and the median income is just $23,500. This is one of the three lowest. Redlining caused mostly black Americans decades of disenfranchisement and harmful harmful side effects harmful health side effects due to the quality of cities that they were living in. Meanwhile, wealthy white Americans lived in great conditions compared comparatively. So the third case example we will be looking at to answer the question is the unequal power in the workplace. And we will be specifically looking at a study from 2018. And this study states that women of all races earned on average just 82 cents for every dollar earned by men of all races. This calculation was calculated by the ratio of the median of the annual earnings for women working full-time and this was rounded to their male counterparts which translated to a gender wage gap of 18 cents it is also important to state the study also showed that if a woman gets pregnant and goes on to maternity leave the wage gap gets a lot worse But as a woman gets older, the wage gap gives less and less, which is interesting to know. Also in the workplace, sexual harassment and sexual assault are much more common for women in the workplace. A survey done by Stop Street Harassment in 2018 found that 43% of men had been harassed in the workplace. And of the 996 women surveyed, an alarming 81% of women said that they were sexually harassed in the workplace. Data from the survey also states that 90% of women who were assaulted don't feel confident in that their issues will be addressed and that they will feel retaliation if they speak up. Statistically speaking, this mostly privileges men who engage in behaviors such as sexual harassment and sexual assault due to the fact that appropriate action is most of the time never taken, letting these men go back to work like nothing happened. And this disadvantages women as they don't get the justice that they deserve. Although it is important to note that men can be assaulted or harassed by other men or by women.
Well, it is time now for our next section called Learn and Respond. And the first question asked is, what should be done to address these issues? Well, I think schools need to really teach things like issues like redlining, the wealth gap from by race and by gender in America so we can truly understand these issues and how and why they started in the first place and how, as a society, we can solve them. Uh, what resources, the next question is, what resources would you need to solve these problems? Well, I feel like in schools, we need to get people in, into classrooms that were personally affected by these issues, like someone who was affected by redlining, so the students can really understand the pain redlining caused and the trauma it caused. So the next question is who needs to be involved and know about these issues? Well, I feel like as a society, we should all be involved and we should all know about these issues because if as a society, we don't know and understand these issues, then these issues like redlining, like the gender way gap, like the wealth gap by race and ethnicity, it will just keep going on and on and on for causing even more generations to be disenfranchised. And the last question is, what what can you personally do to address these conditions? Well, I feel like I personally can listen to people who these issues, who personally have been affected by these issues and learn from them and yeah. So to wrap things up, let's answer our question, shall we? So who, who holds power in America is kind of a tricky question to answer on its own. And it depends what subject you're speaking on. If you're talking about the wealth gap in America, then mostly white male corporation owners have majority of the power in America. If you are talking about the power in the housing market, banks who were mostly owned, who are mostly owned by white people are in power because they won't give loans to certain minority groups. If you're talking about the workplace, I feel like men who engage in uh, sexual harassment and abuse have the power because of the toxic work culture we have in America currently that victim shames victims if they come out with stories of harassment or assault and the lack of action that is taken most of the time by uh, companies and businesses allows, allows these men to come back in the workplace, statistically speaking. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm Colin Stark, signing out.